This is Fireproof Your Retirement with Michael J. Markey Jr. Fireproof Your Retirement is 15 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Michael's passion is to teach listeners the same thing he's taught clients and prospects, how to take control of their money. It's been this philosophy which has garnished Michael and his firm Legacy Financial Network national attention. In 2010, AM Best featured them as one of the top 10 most innovative agencies in the country. In 2014, Insurance Newsnet magazine featured Michael as a local celebrity and life health pro, named him hero of the insurance industry. Michael's even been given the Moving America Forward Award by William Shatner. Now here's your host, Michael J. Markey Jr. Good morning and welcome back. This is another episode, like you just heard, of Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. And I don't know if you stumbled upon us. Maybe you got here on purpose or maybe it was fate. But you've tuned into a financial radio show and boy, did you know you were going to be so lucky. But our goal and our hope, our passion, and it always sounds weird the first time we say it. But what I'm trying to do, what we'd like to do is to change people's lives change lives by the way that people look at money because money doesn't have meaning. If money had meaning, people on their deathbed shortly before would share with family, friends, and loved ones how fulfilled their life has been because of how large their investments have grown to. But nobody ever says that because money doesn't have meaning, but it does have purpose. And its purpose is one of two things. It's it. In the end, money will be used for one of these two things and that's it. You'll spend it or you'll give it. There's nothing else you'll do with money. We spend money, we give money, that's by far it. So I want to talk today about gifting, one of those purposes. But at what point does gifting go from a good thing to do? At what point does it go from good-hearted to bad? Can gifting ever be bad? Well, sure it can. One of the things that I've noticed is oftentimes with conservative folks, I'll see five, six, seven thousand dollars of income per month. And if I'm not seeing anything being saved, oftentimes, now it's not always, but oftentimes, it means they're helping out kids. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Here's some of the ways that I hear people rationalize it. They say, Mike, I want to help out the kids now because I want to see that money be used and the enjoyment. I've seen clients pay off kids' student loans. I've seen them pay off credit cards and houses and cars. And then I've also seen those kids get another credit card, get another loan, get in trouble again. So it goes back to my original question. At what point does um, gifting go from being good to bad? At what point does it go from being positive to enabling or a benefit to enabling? And that line is really thin and it's hard especially when you're in it, to see where it is. So I'm going to share with you guys some things, problems. When we give to kids to help them supplement their income, I don't think it's a bad thing. But I'm going to share with you after the break a couple um, things to look for to be cognizant of to make sure that we're not enabling. But first I want to share with you guys a story. It's a story that I heard a number of years ago. And it's about a kid. He walks into his house. It's an adult child. And he walks into his house and he is um, intended. He's been told he's going to inherit the family business. But dad, the founder, has been wavering. He's been pushing it off. And child, adult child, is getting frustrated. 
So he walks in the house one night for, a, let's say, a family dinner. And he looks at his mom and says, Mom, where's Dad? And she goes, well, he's in the study. And in my mind, I envision this large, well, it can be a cozy study, but, you know, the leather furniture in front of a big fieldstone fireplace, fire growing, a newspaper, and then Dad drinking, I don't know, cognac or something. I don't know. And he walks in and he sits down next to Dad and says, Dad, you told me two years ago I was going to get the business. And here I am. I'm doing what you told me to do. But I still don't have the business and I want the business. And without putting his paper down, without looking at his son, he goes, you know what? Bring me $1,000. I want to see $1,000 that you earned yourself, that you went out and earned. You do that, the company's yours. And so the child walks out of the study and goes into the kitchen and mom says, well, how did it go? And he goes, well, dad told me if I give him a thousand bucks, he's going to sell me the company for a thousand bucks. I think dad's lost his mind. And mom says, meet me tomorrow for lunch. I've got some money set aside. If that's what he wants, let's just do it. So son meets mom for lunch. He gives him a thousand bucks, hundred dollar bills, 10, $100 bills. He comes back next week for family dinner and he sits down, goes in the study, sees dad, dad sitting there reading his paper. He goes, dad, here's the thousand bucks you asked for. I guess the company's mine. Dad, without looking at him, without making eye contact, without changing what he was doing, he grabs the thousand dollars, throws it in the fire and he goes, I told you to go earn that thousand dollars. The kid looks at it. He walks out the room a little dejected. Mom goes, so how'd it go? And he goes, I don't know. Dad took the money and threw it in the fireplace. What is wrong with him? And she goes, oh, you know what? I was worried about this. I thought maybe your father knew I had that money. But I also have another secret stash. And this one he doesn't know about. Because I had taken that last money out last week. But this money he doesn't know about. So meet me tomorrow and I'll give you the money. So son meets mom, gets the money. And a week later, he comes back. He gives dad the money, hands it to, goes in the study, hands dad the money. Dad, without looking up, without breaking, you know, his um, concentration, grabs the $1,000, throws in the fireplace. He goes, stop lying to me. I told you to make $1,000. And until then, the company will never be yours. Son walks out. Mom goes, how'd it go? He goes, I don't even know what to say. Dad threw the money away again into the fire and it burned. And they both kind of scratched their head. The son leaves. Son decides to finally listen to dad. He sells some video games. He sells things he doesn't really need. Has a garage sale, pawns some things, goes and works, helps some friends install a deck, takes him a you know, couple days to a week. But he got, you know, he cleared a house so he could get that thousand dollars. He comes back for family dinner. He walks into the, into the, the den. He gives dad the money. Dad, without breaking a patient or without breaking concentration, without changing anything, without making eye contact, takes that money, throws it in the fireplace. And what's the son do this time? The son dives in there, grabs the money, half burning, and goes, You're crazy. And the point that I'm making to you right now is that there's always a level of respect for something you earned. I'm not saying don't give people money, don't give kids the money. But there's a point at which it shifts from being positive to enabling. And as an advisor, that's one of the hardest things to talk to people about. But you know what I found is that people are coming to us for that type of guidance. It's not my job to say, stop giving the kids money. But it is my job 
to help them put a cause and effect relationship. I'll give you an example. Last week, I had a couple come in, and they wanted to continue to support a um, an adult son. And in order, but at the same time, they were ready to retire. And we got to the planning process, and I said, here's one of your expenses that you've shared with me. And by all means, it's not my job to say what you should or shouldn't do, but my job is to share with you how much money can you afford to take out and accomplish the goals and that you have and to um, reasonably take out without having to worry about someday be without. And I said, so if you're going to continue to give, I think it was $5,000 a month. And I've seen 500 a month. So five grand is a pretty big number, but it's different for everyone. I said, so if you're going to continue to do that, what you're going to have to do is continue to work. You will work so that you can give your child money who refuses to work. They go, well, he's got a business. I know he does. But if they're not making what they need, then they need to make those tough choices. They need to skin their need. They need to earn that money like that character did in the story that I gave you. So that way they have a value to the money that's maybe different than what they have right now. One of the biggest pitfalls. So I told you at the beginning that what I wanted to do today was share with you signs of when we're moving from a benefit, from helping to enabling. One of those is when you're not telling child's spouse. Money causes friction. Money is one of the latest, largest causes of fights and divorce, heartache. It shouldn't be, but it is. And so if you're giving your daughter, let's say, if you're paying her credit card bills, because I've seen this, pay off $25,000 of credit card debt. If the husband doesn't know, are you actually helping? I can think of this scenario one time where a, a client paid off um, the daughter's credit card debt and the husband had no idea it existed. And when the credit card debt came back again, and when the parents wanted to pay off that credit card debt a second time, this time the husband was there. The friction it added to that marriage from what I saw and what I know now, when he realized and when he learned that not only were they getting a handout or a gift, I'm sorry, a gift, you know, now, which already he was against, he then found out that unknowingly he had already taken one before that put a lot of stress on that marriage. So enabling, you have to have terms. And one of the terms that I suggest to you that I encourage you is never to give, if it's your daughter or it's your son, don't give your son a meaningful amount of money without them, without it being acknowledged to their spouse. I get it. I'm not telling you what to do. And I get it. It's your child. And the other, maybe it isn't. But why let something like that drive a wedge between them? Number two is rules and expectations. So number one is make the spouses aware. Number two, rules and expectations. One of the things that we'll watch happen is that a child will say, well, I'll pay you back when I have something. And as a parent, you go, yeah, that's fine. When you have it, you know what? Let me know. And then all of a sudden that happens. They've been paying and they stop paying. And then Christmas rolls around and you watch them spend $500 on each one of your grandkids. Now you're happy for your grandkids to have those neat, cool gifts, but you're looking at going, why on earth are you spending $500 on a PlayStation 35 or whatever they're up to? And you didn't make a payment to me. Why are you taking a family vacation to Florida and yet you owe me 15 grand? Why did you buy a new mower when the other one seemed okay? But because this one was self-propelled, you don't want to start judging. You don't want to be in that position. So make rules and expectations. If your expectation is $100 a month, then that's the rule. 
and you stick to it. And it's easier, by far easier said than done. But trying to add rules or expectations later is nearly impossible. And then we also have what happens to, if we have more than one child, what about the other children? I have it a lot of times, and I've seen this one, where maybe you pay off a house for one because one was struggling. I've seen it where we had a client, their child was going through um, a foreclosure, so they paid the house off. Now, how does that affect the other kids? And they go, well, when we pass away, we expect them to sell the house. And I go, really? So they're going to sell the house and then, or I'm sorry, I messed that up. Not sell the house. We expect them to get, get the house appraised and then pay off the difference to their siblings. So if we put 90 and they've got two brothers and sisters, which in this case they did, they're going to give each brother and sister 30 because we paid, we gave Susie 90. So she owes Billy and Bobby 30 each. They should have each gotten 30. Oh, okay. And I go, really? That's what you're going to do? And they go, well, yeah, that'd be fair. I go, sure, it'd be fair. But here's what's going to happen. They're going to say, I don't have it because they didn't have it today. So why are they going to have it tomorrow? What if you pass away tomorrow? You don't know you're going to pass away in 10 years. It might be tomorrow. Like, well, yeah. I go, so they're going to not have the money because they didn't have the money now. And I know they'll make all these changes, but what if they don't? And then they're going to ask Billy and Bobby, hey, can I just make payments? And then Billy and Bobby become lenders. And then they one Christmas decide they're not making the payment because they got to do Christmas for their kids and their kids deserve this. Um, but from outside, the, the, the kids, the siblings are going to say, but wait a minute, don't we deserve what we're supposed to be paid? And that'll never happen in your family, but it might. Death doesn't bring families together. It tears them apart. So I hope I've shared with you um, that money doesn't have meaning. It has purpose, though, and it's to give or to spend. That's it. And giving is great. But there is a point where giving can go from being positive, a positive thing to do, to enabling. And if you're with an advisory firm or advisor and you're not getting this type of advice, you're not getting these type of conversations, we can help. We're local. We're here in Grand Rapids, Holland, and Norton Shores. Give us a call. We've got a great team. Until next week, I am Michael Markey, and this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.